This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, everybody. How the devil are we all? I apologize. I am running late, and there's a very good reason why we're running late. <laughs> I forgot the time. Well, I, know, I think I've been talking about he who must not be mentioned. We don't mention his name on this channel anymore. If you were watching Maisie earlier on that channel, you'll see what I do to myself, and it isn't pretty. We don't mention his name. This is the Leicester City versus Man United preview show. Welcome along. It's Leicester I Die TV. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. <laughs> blame me. Blame my age. I'll blame me age. You blame me. I'll blame me age. I tell you what, some interesting scores in this evening. Uh, Arsenal are beating Aston Villa. That's a shame, isn't it? Uh, Bournemouth and Wolves are nil-nil. Although, of course, like, you know, like Lady Penelope, when she had to cut the staff back, they are parkerless. That's one for the older people here. Uh, Man City 5, Nottingham Forest nil. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. West Ham 1, Tottenham 1, and Liverpool nil, Newcastle 1. I don't think there'll be many points gained in the old prediction league this week. Uh, this is Letter Till I Die. That is how you can find us on YouTube. If you are on YouTube, please, please uh, give us a subscribe. It does help if you've not already done so. And if you have subscribed, please smash the likes because that helps the algorithms. And like I say, always say at my age, any help with my algorithms is much appreciated. We're going to have, we're going to be guest full tonight. We're going to have a couple of Man United fans on, a couple of Leicester fans on, and I'll be stuck in the middle. Um, but let's just go through some comments. James is in. Evening, James. How are you? Like he said there, hit the likes and subscribes. I bet you're happy at Newcastle beating Liverpool, aren't you? Um Reese, hello. This will be good. You'll be joining us in uh, a few in a few minutes, Reese. So uh, welcome along. Uh, and Ravi, you followed me over from Maisie. How are the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. And Richard, well, he's gone. He says five one. You Man United tomorrow, but of course Leicester are the home team. So Richard, you have actually said there Leicester are going to get five. Now, you know, if that's what Man United fans think, bring it on. <laughs> Natalie to bring in the Thunderbirds joke. Oh, I can get I can get the jokes in very, very yeah, you know me and jokes. Come on. Yeah, if there's a joke, although that wasn't a particularly good joke, was it? <laughs> Don't tease me, Chris. We've got to be in Liverpool next. I know. I know. Good luck with that. So the guests are coming in about half nine. That's going to give me a chance just to run through all the stats. Here we go. Um, let me get rid of my hand. Um, uh, I've said that to a few women in my time. Um, Chris's tactics and facts. Here we go. Let's have a look at what's coming up uh, at tomorrow's game and what we can expect. Um, it is, of course, not... It is on telly. It is on telly. I mean, why are we playing? Why are we playing a match on deadline day? It, we've done it once before. I'm not sure if it wasn't when we had the 14 second bit. Um, ah, I just, I just don't get it. I do not get it at all. Why is that happening? FA, thank you. Um, if we weren't playing Man United, I'd accuse you of showing top six bias, but, you know. Um, so, our last results. We lost to 10-man uh, Chelsea, although Southampton did show us how it's done by beating 11-men uh, of Chelsea at the weekend. Uh, we lost to Southampton. We got, a, we got a footballing lesson from Arsenal, and we let a two-goal lead slip at home to Brentford. I was, up until today, very much... Um, well, last season I was Brendan in. 
this season, I'm not going to lie, I've been Brendan out. Uh, but if you go on to Leicester Live TV on YouTube, look under latest shows, you'll see there's an interview with Rob Tanner. And he did a piece about what is going wrong at Leicester this season. And we, we went through that. It made very interesting reading. It really did. Um, and I think hopefully it made a lot of... Um, a lot of sense to people. A lot of little people read that, as I did, and actually thought, maybe it's not all Brendan. So do check that out. Do check that out. Man United um, beat Southampton 1-0. Um, uh, <laughs> after beating Liverpool 2-1. Now, I'm not going to lie, uh, and I was very complimentary of Man United on Maisie's channel, so I don't think... Uh, Bantering aside, um, I, I was complimentary. You, Man United play. If Man United play like that against us tomorrow, we are in trouble because they played really, really well. Of course, that followed the 4 0 drubbing by Brentford. And I don't know about you guys, I never saw that coming at all. I mean, where the hell did that come from? Um, Look, well done, Brentford. And, of course, Man United and Brighton beat them 2-1. And it wasn't so long ago that they were where we were. Or we are, I should say, bottom of the league. But it's four games in. We're one point better than Arsenal were this time last season, and they finished in Europe. But Arsenal are currently sitting ninth, I think it is. Um, we are sitting 20th. Um no, they're not, Man United. They're not sitting ninth. They're sitting 11th um, at the moment. That might be because of the games that have been played since I did this um, this one. Uh, Neil says he's coming on. Is, is Manchester City are pulling up the trees? Is it still five? Uh, it's six. <laughs> you see, I go away. I chat for a few minutes. And Nottingham Forest let another goal in. Manchester City six. And their game's nearly over. Their game is in two minutes into stoppage time. And when I say stoppage time, of course, if they brought the turtles on, they'd have been in injury time. I know. I apologise. Um, 6-0. What a shame. What a shame. Always liked that, Man City. Always liked it. <laughs> Oh, I'm such a such a fickle. Um, right, let's have a look what else we've got here then. This is the most recent form shown in a little bit more detail. Um, so we've got Leicester drew, I think it was a draw against um Brentford, obviously. Drawn, lost, lost, won, lost. Um, we've scored six, let ten in. Uh, Manchester United drawn four. Oh, sorry, scored four, conceded seven. Uh, but they've drawn, lost, lost, won, won. Maybe that, maybe that Brentford result kind of shocked them into uh, into waking up a little bit. Uh, I mean, Devil says um, I had uh, it was a big uh, Reese is coming on the show. He's obviously a big Man United fan. I had us to draw two two against the Scousers. That was far more pressure on them that day at Old Trafford than we than what we had. Still was a brilliant game, Brentford. Yeah, we got royally battered. I think it's how you come back from. There will always be games you lose and the games you lose badly occasionally. It's how you come back from that. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's finished Manchester City 6, uh, Nottingham Forest 0. 
I mean, I don't often, moments of the way I was seeing this going, I don't often get a chance to play this, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> Six mil. Oh. You'd have thought with all the players at Nottingham Forest to sign, they'd just put them all on the goal line and nobody would get past them. But what a shame. That, by the way, is Maisie's laugh. You may hear that later when she comes in. <laughs> I feel good evening. How are you? Devils, oh God, that laugh. Indeed, indeed. We may hear it for real later. I don't know. Um, now, this makes interesting reading. I do like I do like doing this. You might have to sort of look at your screens Um to be able to see this, but um, this is just comparing. It's Optostats um, from Opus, and um, it compares. Well, you can pick out what stats you want, and I always pick the same one. So we both played four games. As we said, Leicester have done more because they've scored six against United's four. Conversion rate is better, uh, nearly 19 for us, 10.5 for United. Shots on target, 13 for us, 20 for um united shots off target 19 for us uh 18 for um i don't know why they're in green then we should be in green because we've got more shots off target i don't know but i said that 13 shots on target from us i think about 10 of those came against chelsea <laughs> how bad we were before uh we've we've attempted more passes and i can't even blame casper and um and and Soyuncu for that, uh, passing it between each other. We've and we've also completed more passes as well. Over five hundred more passes completed. But you almost well you double our blocks. Uh, you've got a clean sheet. Surprise, surprise. We haven't. And we've had five cards, and you've had fourteen. So I guess basically, guys, if we wind your players up tomorrow, Man United players up, they will get um, they will get a. Red card, hopefully. Mind you, I've said that. Get a red card. We still lose to teams. Dan's in. Good evening, Dan. How are you? Pajamas as a kid or not, Leicester need to start picking up points. I'm calling it Leicester to a 1-0 win. I like you, Dan. I've always liked you. Um, <laughs> uh, Ravi says, oh, God, that laugh as well. Uh, certainly is an unfortunate possibility of a booking. I think so. I think just while, just while I'm up. Um, these are our stats, all stats again, some other way of looking at it. Uh, we've had 55% just over possession, uh, 440 attacks, six offsides, 14 shots on target, 32. It's a different site, different stats. Uh, 20 corners, five yellow cards, no nil red. Our average player uh, rating is 6.63. Uh, for Manchester United, let's have a look at theirs. Ball possession, 52.75, attacks, 370, eight offsides, 19 shots on target, 36 off, 17 corners, 14 yellow cards, no red cards, and 6.45. Looking at that, looking at that, it um, could, could end up being a, a bit of a nil-nil last on match of the day. Yeah, it's Man United. It won't be a last on match of the day ever, will it? Uh, Andrew gutted only bloody six. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Um, and ah, our record against Man United here. We have played each other 32 times. 
we have got four wins, one of which, of course, came in this 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 fixture last season. We've got four wins, nineteen of which are um, nineteen to Man United. Uh, we've only won twice at home, where Man United have won nine away, and there's been nine draws. And this is, we've got a particularly bad start, you know. And you know, a few seasons ago, we complained about the bad end. I mean, we played Arsenal. We're playing, we've played Chelsea, we've got Man United, um, and we've got Tottenham coming up. Now, that's four of, and we've played, sorry, yeah, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, that's four of the so-called big six. And we played them. Would we, in a normal season, and I'm not going to matter at the Champions, you know, when we were in the Premier League, but would we, in a normal season, get anything from those teams? Possibly not. I mean, look at the stats there. So let's not get too down on the team anyway. Plus, now that we've all sorted out, he must not be named the snake has left the club. Um, then, do you know what? We might just settle down. Maybe not this game, but certainly Brighton at the weekend. Brendan said, see what we're like when we've settled down and we've got it all out the way. We'll know for Brighton, is Yuri staying? Is he going? Is he in? Is he out? Is he shaking it all about? <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and Dan's other half in Kate. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good day. Whichever it is. Come on, Leicester. Show Man United how you play proper football. Uh, don't come, don't don't come for me, Man United fans. Uh, and then a Man United fan says, "Kate, that is appalling." Uh, we've actually just, Kate, and then I just thought I would mention this briefly that we have just let George Hurst go on loan to Blackburn for the season. So you know that one of the you know the the, the bigger team in East Lancashire, shall I say? So we've we've lent him a um a, <laughs> lent him George Hurst for the season. So. <sighs> Good luck there. Good luck, mate. <laughs> George. Recent meetings. Well, this was last season. Do you know what? They they didn't they got one point from us. 4-2 this time last season. 4-2. And I mean, and this was last season when we were struggling. Maybe not as struggling as much as we are now, in fairness. But 4-2 to Man United. We beat them. And then they could only draw with us 1-1 at their place. So Apparently, and this, my God, how time flies. I didn't realise until I was talking to Maisie uh, on her show that I've just been on. Great show. Lovely girl. Get over there. Uh, Devils United. It is a, and they don't just do Man United. They do women's football. They do a load of stuff. And she's going to be joining me every Monday night for the women's football going forward. Um, so she's a great, great, great channel. Get over there. Um, I didn't realise until she reminded me that um, Leicester... Man United, when we beat them 4-2, Ollie was still in charge. Wow. I mean, was it, was it that more that recent as that? I might have been gone a while. Bloody hell. But, um, maybe that explains it then. Maybe that explains it. Um, no, you don't need forgiveness, Kate. You, you, I'm, not, I'm not putting you up begging for forgiveness. Uh, you said Leicester. Um, show Man United. We know what you mean. We know what you mean. Uh, it's going well for Burnley in the uh, Championship. Um, nice to see them doing well. Um, I, I'm torn now because I want Blackburn to do well because they've got one of our players. Uh, but well, well done to them. Um, 
just to net, Arsenal have beaten Villa 2-1. Uh, Bournemouth and Wolves drew 0-0, which for Bournemouth is... Um, let's be honest with you, it's a good result after 9-0. They needed that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do it again. I'm going to have to do it again. Manchester City 6 Nottingham Forest nil. Do you know what is funny? It's just whilst I was playing that, in she pops into the green room. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, they're all popping up now. Uh, anyway, good luck to Burnley uh, in the championship. And it's a Champions League then, bloody hell. Uh, so that is our stats against Manchester United. Uh, on that, you wouldn't give us much hope, but it depends which Man United, I think, turns up. But... We have got everybody and their dog is joining me now. Um, and honestly, Craig, I'm not calling you a dog, honestly. Uh, but uh, he's here. Good evening, sir. Welcome to the Madhouse this evening. Good evening. You're right, Chris. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we've got we've, there's five of us tonight. It's like, um, oh, wow. you know, anybody, anybody would think we're playing a top six club, wouldn't they? I thought we were playing Man U. That's what I mean. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How the devil are you, sir? I'm all right, thanks. I've just been watching the uh, watching the goals go in past Forest. That was a shame. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it was yeah. just. Uh, I've forgotten there was. I'm so excited about playing Manchester United. <laughs> I, I forgot there was matches being played, and it was actually late. And actually, Neil, who's coming in, and he will back me up on this. I went on to Neil's show, uh, which is another Leicester channel. Mm. We'll tell you about it in a second. That um, <coughs> excuse me, that I forgot I was doing my show at nine o'clock. <laughs> I was going to say I was I was keeping an eye out, thinking, oh, Chris is gone. It's, mm. it's not like me to be late, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> but let's let's bring him in, and he can back my story up. Neil, good evening. How the devil are you? Evening. Yes, it's slightly better now that, or much better now that I know that Man City have put six past um, oh, six yeah. past Forest. Um, yeah. So just a shout out to any other fans. If you are meeting me from a top club, if you do pass five past, put five past them, and you meet me in person, I'll buy you a drink. How about oh, that? That's, you can't. What more could you ask for? I tell you what, mate. Just back me up. I was on your show when I realised I was supposed to be doing mine. Yeah, I just heard. Oh crap! From uh, I went, <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? And initially, I just turned it on myself. What have I done now? Have I, have I left my microphone? No, because I've got to shut my screen. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't realise, mate. But yeah, I don't you know. know why. I thought I was starting at half nine. I really don't. But it's my age. But you're welcome. Beyond the 90, tell people how they can find you. Yeah, it's uh, Beyond the Night again. You'll see Chris's face um, over on our channel just recently, just doing similar thing here. Man United preview, because the games are just coming thick and fast. And with all the, the Fafana issues happening at the moment, it's not had time to go no, through it excuse all. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Okay, Voldemort. Yes, it's he who must not be mentioned. <laughs> You're not allowed to mention that name. It's over. It's done. I hope he breaks his leg. Um, oh, harsh, Chris. Harsh. No, no, no. He deserves it. He deserves he it. He deserves to break his leg. He does. He does. He's already done it. <laughs> he already had it just a year ago. 
Yeah, and they can do, they can do it again. I'll, I'll arrange a friendly for Chelsea to play uh, a Spanish side at some point. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry I interrupted you there, uh, Neil. Where can people find you? No, just YouTube. Beyond the 90, you'll be able to find us. Thank you very much for the plug. No problem at all. Kate, she has got a few kids, so she has been a bit preoccupied. Um, how How can I welcome this person in? There really is only one way. <laughs> I love the fact that it's, you think she's stopped. She's just taking a breath and then she carries on. You, you always have to do that. Wherever I go, you've got to play that. I have, I have, and what better way of introducing you? Welcome along, and you remember, you're crying, remember, you've got to be nice, because I was nice to Man United on your show. You're nice wearing to matching you. tops, Chris. <laughs> see, see what we, we like to colour coordinate without each other knowing, we're living yeah. each other's minds. Did you not get the beige memo? No. Oh, I missed that one. I'm just watching beige football with Leicester City at the moment. Ah, that is, I, I, I opened myself up for that one, didn't I? But Maisie, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Devils United, Manchester United content for men and the women's football and doing some stuff different, Premier League shows, sporting shows, uh, sporting Lisbon, if I'm going to clarify it a bit better. Uh, yeah, so just doing a bit of a bitch, you know. No problem. And we've got him in. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think, Craig, you you, you kind of knocked the confidence out of him when he, when he, when he did the quiz. I haven't <laughs> been back on since. But it's always a pleasure to have the laughing Scotsman. Um, and I know he, he's going to... He, yeah, he's probably going to be doing a lot of shows in November because he won't be doing any World Cup shows because they're not there. But let's welcome in him anyway. Reese, good evening, Reese. I knew that was coming. Did I, did I mention Scotland? Sorry, mate. Ah, oh, you bastard. Hello, hello. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. And you as well, sir. And you as well. We have got you quizzing next week, though. So um, look forward to that. Give it another. Give it another chance. Um, welcome all along. You're, you're, uh, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on uh, YouTube and Twitter. Uh, same thing, uh, Devils Rising Level 1 and the weekly Armchair Sports Talk as well. So, Brilliant. Thank All you. the links are in or will be added in at the end of the show because Neil sort of, I, was, I wasn't expecting him, but it's a pleasure to have you in. Um, let's start with, because I've gone all the, through the facts and figures. So let's start with Craig summing up Leicester's season so far. Hello. I lost you for a minute there, Chris. I'm not sure who lost who. I was just going to say, sum up uh, your thoughts on Leicester's season so far. Has it started? Have I missed missed Rumours are. Rumours are it has, yes. No, it'll start tomorrow night. But it's just been a. This has been pre season. This has. Ah, That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, without mentioning his name, he's gone. It, it, that's got to be good, hasn't it? Because I think there's a lot of unrest behind the scenes um, 
I think sadly it very quickly came to a head. I think it was very interesting what he's come out and said in his uh in his his leaving message. Mm. Uh you never know who to believe, but if 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 for far well, I almost mentioned his full name then. If he's <laughs> if he's telling the truth there, then um that doesn't read particularly well with Brendan, to be honest. So uh and he deliberately thanked Top for his understanding. So for me that uh, that puts a little bit more pressure on Brendan for me over the next few games because if there's other stuff going on behind the scenes that doesn't that questions Brendan's character. I think uh, in in the society that that Top lives in, character is a massive thing. So uh, I think there's a, there's a little bit of a, a power play going on behind the scenes. If I'm to read between the lines, maybe. But at the end of the day, um, it shouldn't be about player power, should it, Neil? It should be the manager's the manager, and if he says jump, you say how high. I mean, I I put a poll out late earlier. I did. I've got to admit, it's it's been my night because I put a poll out saying, um, "Are you Team Brendan or Team Rogers?" <laughs> like what? Um, but it was, "Are you Team Rogers or Team Fafana?" And I've got to be honest with you, ninety five point nine percent are Team Rogers on this. Uh, I I a hundred percent am. I think uh, I I hated the guy for what the way he was reacting acting before i hate him even more now and like i say i i, I hope he breaks his leg very quickly and misses a lot of the season um but he, he, whatever he thinks about the manager i mean that he was never going to get leicester players on side by adding that was he neil no it wasn't again i've just pulled up the the um the comments that he put up in the in in the shared as well if you're interested but i've said both of them are spanners and i think that that's kind of appropriate here as well both of them have done things that are wrong in terms of tactic the way they've handled their business so again they both can be criticisms um for people that are looking it's kind of this one here so he goes i would like to thank top for his understanding thanks for the for the managers to the coach i always appreciate who's always appreciated me even those who chose um chose yeah, even though he chose to expose me a lot recently, a lot lately, I got it, coach. So again, um, he's blatantly going after the manager there. Sometimes they're quite cryptic. This one is quite, mm. it's tongue in cheek, but you can kind of see the message there as well. So I'm, I'm glad to see the back of him in terms of what this is going to do. But we, we'll see how much this will impact the club again now that he's gone. Now that things are a little bit more settled, I think things will be settled again, as Craig was saying against the um, Brighton game, which is not a great game to go into because they are a team on fire at the moment, really in good form. Um, but in terms of that, yeah, I think I think both of them are at fault for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see the back of him in terms of... Well, I think I mentioned this briefly as well in terms of Afana. If you, in life, I think in general, if you try and step on people to get up to the top positions... Don't be surprised when then people aren't there when you when you fall down. Not that you're going to fall down, but these people to kind of catch you when things go wrong. And especially with a big club like Chelsea with a lot of expectation, you're seeing the toxicity at the moment. He's not really come under that much fire before. So it will be a good kind of... It, we'll see how he reacts when inevitably, like all clubs do, it will kind of go wrong. And Chelsea isn't in a good position at the moment. No, no. I mean, Reese, I've come to you purely because you're, you're, you're sort of next going round. Do you... Are you pleased that you're not having to face him tomorrow? I mean, you're, you're having your own problems with Ronaldo, aren't you? We have 
had their own problems. It's a very fair comparison. Um, I can't remember, and I said disrespect, I've not watched Leicester in quite a while. I can't remember the last time I actually saw him play football. So I don't think it's actually, don't take this in the wrong way or anything, but even if he did play tomorrow, I wouldn't be as bothered because he's not really been up to speed from what I know. I don't think he's been really been up to match fitness, so I don't think it'd be really much of an issue. But you did make a very interesting point about us with Ronaldo, and right now Ronaldo is dominating the situation when it should be the club and the new manager dominating the situation. So obviously we're on a bit of a roll, back-to-back wins, I, I do agree. I think I'm in the same circumstance. We use wanting him out. Like as much as I love Ronaldo, he's brilliant from my childhood, and it was great seeing him come back to the club. For everything that he does bring in terms of goals and leadership, I want him out. I want Reece, him to be replaced. Reese, it'll be interesting to tomorrow because one of us will be right. I remember being on the show with you before, and mm-hmm. I was saying that I don't think Ronaldo will be here. That's right. Next season because mm-hmm. he wants Champions League football. And you were adamant that he wasn't that kind of guy and he was going to stay because he loved Man United or whatever. Yeah, but that's Is the thing. Is lot... changing a little bit? It has, to be honest. It's pure. It's not like it's not like um, what you see on social media where it's like a flip-flopping thing. Like, I have waited the whole year. I wanted to see how it panned out. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that with Ronaldo coming in, obviously we did. We were in the Champions League. I thought he would keep us in it. But mm. as good as like as good as the season he had last year, like it completely unfolded everywhere else, and mm. the team's expectation is never really going to match his expectation. So I don't really see the point. I would rather have a team where it's built for the long term, where you'll see success come. Yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of short term in it, I think, but it's not working with Ronaldo. I, I, I think it's better off if he goes and plays for a club that's in the Champions League because that's all he wants. He says it every flame yeah. week. Yep. Mm. Maisie. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Every time I say Maisie, my, <laughs> I click on that. It's almost like a, a reaction. I can't stop. I mean, <laughs> I was on your show and you were pretty much saying the same between laughter, pretty much saying the same as Reese was saying about Ronaldo. Yeah, I was. And I love Cristiano Ronaldo. I was, what, six, year, six seven years old when we won the Champions League? Thank you. Cristiano really Ronaldo. Or Cristiano, <laughs> but. Um, He's brought great memories, he's had a great legacy at the club and this is the, as I said to it on the show we done earlier on, there's not many Champions League clubs that's going to go for Cristiano Ronaldo because when you have got a team with Cristiano Ronaldo, you have got to drop everything to suit this guy and not many clubs these days will do it. At no club, I don't think in England will do that. I, I don't... The Bayern Munich won't do that. PSG certainly won't do that now they've got Mbappe. Real Madrid won't go back there again, especially knowing they've got Benzema who's on top form. There isn't that many clubs who will do that. And I don't even think for me it's about Champions League football because I never really thought about it much until the other day when they were saying it's just a, a competition with him and Messi. And now I'll look into it further. I think it's right. I think it's just about I want to be a, I want to be better than Messi every single year, and that, I think that's what matters to Cristiano Ronaldo at this point. I appreciate what he's done in the past, but last season it was a complete write-off, and we did put everything out on the line just to suit this guy. 
Um, and that tampered on Bruno Fernandes, who everyone hates now. Uh, Edison Cavani didn't get a look in. Um, you had uh, for the likes of Rashford, who was seriously out of form. I'm not blaming that on Ronaldo because I think he's been out of form for a very long time. But if Ronaldo stays, one, I don't think he'll be starting many games. I don't think Ten Hag wants to start him. And for two, I did say uh, back in January, I can't see Ten Hag keeping Cristiano if, te- if Ten Hag wants to come because he's going to want a plan at Manchester United. And t- you look at Cristiano Ronaldo's age, is he going to sue a three-year plan? He wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a bit confused with Ronaldo. I'll just come back to you for this one, Reese. Is because does Ten Hag want him there? Because I thought he didn't, but then I'm sure I've read something where he says he's, he could, you know, he fits in my plans, etc. I mean, does, does does he want him? Doesn't he want him? I think, considering the fact that Ten Hag week after week is constantly getting scrutinised in. Like just how he is as a person by the English media, I think he's just trying to dominate the situation as much as he can. I personally don't think that he wouldn't say no, he wouldn't want a player of Ronaldo's quality. I don't think any manager in world football would be stupid enough to say no. But in terms of his squad in general, I also think he doesn't want him. I think he's just trying to control the situation rather than the player control the club. It's like you guys with player power. We've had it, you get... Man United have been riddled with player power since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. It's 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 clear as day. I mean, Pogba had it as well. Like, I mean, there's no documentation. Say that, Reece, because I was going to come on to that in a minute. Be- uh, yeah. Or afterwards, uh, I'll come go back around the room again with Craig. Start with you. Are we? I mean, you know, there was a time. I mean, you can you not imagine Nigel Clough, or you couldn't even imagine Alex Ferguson putting up with the sort of antics that players are getting up to now could you see Nigel Clough or Fergie putting up with uh, what he must not be named has been doing to the club do you mean Brian Clough or Nigel Pearson what did I say Nigel Clough Nigel Clough. that was his son that's why uh, yeah. okay well let's include him as well let's say yeah, I don't think Brian any Clough, of them would. Nigel Pearson or I mean none of yeah. those guys or even Alex Ferguson none of those guys would put up with that would they I don't. I don't think they would put up with it, but it's whether they're allowed to not put up with it anymore because the the power has shifted, as we've seen. You know, the, the, these players are being paid ridiculous amounts of money, whether they perform on the pitch or not, uh, and they're multi million pound assets. And at the end of the day, it's become this merry go round of top six clubs just sh- switching managers between themselves. There'll always be another top manager ready to come in. It's the players that uh, have got the value, and uh, and they're never gonna. No one in this day and age is going to shut down a player for the sake of a manager. I, can, I just can't see. It. I think those days have gone. As I said uh, on the on the Chelsea preview, I would have loved Chelsea to just come out and say, "We're going to draw a line in the sand. We don't believe players should behave like this. We're going to pull out of the transfer." That would have been great for the whole of football, but it it didn't happen, and sadly, I don't think it ever will. Yeah, and, and Neil, I mean, I think in a way he has done Brendan Rodgers a favour by what he's come out and said about him, because it does seem to be well. I say nearly ninety six percent of people are on 
on Roger's side rather, and it's 100, nearly 180 people have voted, so it's not just a few votes. Uh, it's a lot of votes there. Um, we've, we've got to get behind the managers, haven't we? Whether we agree with them, whether we disagree with them, you can't have, as, as Ravi said earlier there, and I, I put it up, Ronaldo should realise that clubs don't revolve around him, and not just Ronaldo, you know, Fafana, he's got ideas, they're all getting, ah, I said his name! You said it already no, no. a couple of times. I don't know why yeah. this Lord Voldemort thing is coming from, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but no, all joking aside, um, they they can't sort of you know demand. I mean, surely, surely somewhere the owners have got to say it's the manager over the player. It is. It just depends on the decision they make, and also it, again, for example, I think again, Frank Clough was a bit before my time, but Nigel Pearson would have just gone, "You know my thoughts," and benched him. And yeah. he would have said nothing else on the subject. We go, well, you know my thoughts on players and contracts and then moved on to the next subject. Um, as yeah. simple as that. I think Brendan Rodgers, to give him credit, has handled this situation pretty well in terms of there's bids that have been come in. We've not accepted them. This is not with, with, this is the club's decision. Even yesterday he was coming out and saying there's been no further update on this, which again, we know is not true now, but he's handling mm. it in a way that's because it was it was a tough situation for him to be put in and to be perfectly honest with you thinking about okay we've, we've got a situation i've promised to rebuild he was one of the players that we, we, we was not for sale then he's forced his way out of a move the club's unhappy he's settled settled the team and he's just come out of the media and handled it relatively smoothly so mm. in terms of the manager over the player um yeah it, the thing is it, the, the days are kind of yeah of, over of the player's have that much power. However, if I was Chelsea, I'd look at that and go red flags immediately. This is his attitude now kind of trying to join us. It is going to happen in the future. We're going to play how much for this guy with this stinking attitude? And the thing is, we only paid 30 million, I think, for, for Farner. So we've got an upgrade on him in terms of value for two years. But if I'm looking at that from a from an outside perspective, thinking that, okay, we're probably not going to get somebody of his level and calibre again, but I wouldn't want that if the attitude comes with it. I'd rather have somebody that's going to work harder and kind of give us more of that attitude, uh, the right attitude. I remember speaking to Rob, uh, Rob Tanner, and he was going for somebody like Johnny Evans. They went back and scouted from when he was 10 years old to tr and, and spoke to people that trained him at Manchester United Academy from uh, 10 years old. To get to make sure the mentality was right before before they went and signed him. This is Johnny Evans, who's for me just a no brain. Just get him in the team. We need someone yeah. to replace Wes Morgan. So in terms of that, yeah, I think I think the the play it only happens once in in a blue moon with players. You look at the likes of um, Maguire and Tillemans that are handling it relatively professionally. Obviously, Tillemans mm -hmm. still being here and Maguire with the whole situation, he could have forced his move out for the eighty million, but he chose not to. So I think the majority of players do respect that and they kind of they will take it with a with with graciously but they're the few sore eggs will always bad eggs will always stand out and be used as the the stereotype if you see what i mean just yeah. quickly on that i think i think this is hurting brendan personally i i think he saw himself as a father figure to a lot of these younger players encouraging them to come to the club as a place where they can develop hone their game he puts his arm around them, and it's like it's like your son choosing his girlfriend over you, you as the dad. And I mm. think I think Brendan's really been hurting over this, and he's been caught in a in a rock between a hard place because I think once it happened, he he would have wanted it just over and done with as quickly as possible, which gave him more time. But I think I think th this is a this is a 
it's a big moment for Brendan and whether it changes Brendan in the future or, you know, or whether he just sees it as one bad egg or whether he's a little bit reluctant on some of these younger so-called huge talents now to, to bring them in, knowing that this could well happen. Yeah. I mean, Reese, um, Brad, who's obviously co-host on here, he's got his channel, A Matter of yeah. Opinion. And tomorrow right. at 6.30, he's basically doing, I'm, I'm going on that before I do the live uh, watch along. He's um, doing a show on what is wrong with football. And this has got to be up there near the top, hasn't it? There's so many things wrong with football. And another thing is, like, you, you mentioned it eloquently about manager in like, and over the player and all this. And obviously, you guys know me very well. And, like, I've never been a manager in, manager out. I've never been for a player. For I'm always, I support the club. I don't give a shit who the manager is. I don't give a shit who is in the first team. But I've said this on a few shows before, and I'm going to say it again, and this is no disrespect to Brendan Rodgers, but my exact words were, looking at how Leicester are going into the season, not particularly great, not made any decent moves in the transfer window. You've now sold Fafana a day before the transfer deadline day. And my exact words were, I don't think his heart is in it anymore. And I think the effect of Fafana could actually tip it against him I would like I'm not a massive fan of Brendan Rodgers but I've seen what he can do first time of a football team he is a good manager but I do question if his heart is actually still at Leicester because of a circumstance like this especially with the comments made against him for any manager we've seen it first hand like, it can come back against them and player power is it's not always a I think I think some people have a little bit of an illusion and disillusion about player power it can be good for some things like obviously like Obviously, 1995, like the Bosman deal, was a great thing for players who were being mistreated, trying to get the best of them from a financial situation, play football elsewhere. But then you've got the player power of the modern era where they're effectively dictating the manager's selection, the uh, the public side of the club, like the social media. And then you've got if a player stays or who goes, and you see it like overall dictatorship. And that's what's wrong for me. I like if a player's try to just ensure the best situation for them but not at the expense of the club. And that is one of my major problems with the game. And obviously, the modern market as well, it will dictate a club's future. Like We look at like Ajax right now for like the umpteenth time. They've just been battered in the transfer market. Are they going to be able to fix things in time? I hardly doubt it. So it's not just about, the, it's not just about Premier League clubs. It's across Europe as well. And I think that is another problem. With, that is another problem for me with football. It's a club's future. And the manager is supposed to be the go-to person, but depending on circumstances, it could be a player, it could be a group of players like that you've got that special faith in. You lose one of them over any circumstance. Mm. It can really, it can really dictate your position as well, which is really unfortunate. Crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I take on board what Reese is saying, but any manager, I don't think they're that particularly worried. I mean, I would not be worried as a football manager about the sack because I'll get a payoff. Mm. <laughs> I've negotiated my contract. Jose Mourinho would, would would be able to live <laughs> off just his payoffs from all the clubs, not, mm -hmm. you know, rather than his wages. Um, but is it that fans are expecting too much now from from the clubs? I mean, from Leicester, we've had two <laughs> great finishes. Are we 
now disappointed with an eighth. You know, Manchester United fans, you know, you've, you've had the Fergie years. It, it, and now you expect that again. But if you were before, you didn't have that. Your expectations might be low. Are fans expecting too much? Because at the end of the day, all the owners are doing are fueling our dreams with all these players they're buying. I'm going to be honest, I don't say it's necessarily the fans itself that is a problem. You look at the 90s and the early 2000s, you don't ever see much of this manager needs a sack, this manager needs a sack. It's more social media. I I really Mm. think it's social media what is causing all this because the thing is you've got them people who write things for clicks like I remember when Ollie was the manager before a game starts it'd be trending Ollie out and that was before a game started on Twitter it'd be trending Ollie out you see uh, Pep Guardiola pep out because because he's lost the Champions League semi-final and uh, they're saying Edison out as a goalkeeper with an outstanding goalkeeper you've got Liverpool fans now calling Klopp to get sacked and I look at it and think it's not necessarily the fan base itself. It's the social media, the stigma where you you, you have that one person who writes it and people think, this sounds good. I'll write mm. that as well. And then it's, as we always say, it's like a, a little injection, what goes into your brain. It brainwashes you to think, right, that's it. And this is what my opinion should be. And that's what I think social media has done to a lot of people. Because you would probably agree, if you, if you went to King Power Stadium, would you hear the shouts, Rogers out? No. If you went to Old Trafford, would we have ever heard Ollie out? No. Would you hear Effiad Pep out? No. You will never hear it at the stadium itself that the fans are calling for their managers to be sat. It's these people behind social media who doesn't go to games who are writing this. In the old the days, mate, we used to we used to have to write their names on a piece of card and hold it up. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't go, Martin. We all remember those. <laughs> <laughs> what you were saying there. Greg, was yeah. you one of them who said, "Can I have my? Can I have your shirt?" You can just ima- you can just imagine it's the nineteen eighties and he's holding up yeah. a poster saying, "Gary Lineker, come here." No, <laughs> I was I was more of a. Please, can I have the lace out of the ball? Yeah. <laughs> no, in, I was in, just in, saying there. In our days, uh, Craig, it was more a case of having to write to Jim or fix it, and look what happened there. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I was just, I was just saying there, Miz, you're spot on. It's the you take it as the gospel truth from someone these days, like over something like I know it sounds funny because they say it like these days, say it in the old times, like we're all saying it. It's like the one phrase you can't get rid of: the gospel truth. Mm-hmm. Liverpool well, it, went two-one up, but I think it's been written off. So it's it's oh, thank God. Minutes, Ninety-eight <laughs> minutes. It was one all. Um, and I think it's 2-1. Ravi said it was 2-1. I've just seen 2-1 come up, but it's, it's been wiped one. off. So I think... Oh. Well, it's gone back to 1-1, so I'm not sure oh, at the moment. Sorry. But um, no, yes. full-time, it has come up 2-1 now. It is 2-1 oh. for Liverpool. Uh, I hate this game. In the 98th minute. Obviously, the referee there had borrowed his watch off Alex Ferguson. Coming from Man United, I feel no sympathy whatsoever. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> oh, we haven't had that in years. It's literally called Fergie time. Yeah, I know, but we've not had Fergie time in years, so it's fine. But I've gotten a bit. It sticks. It, sticks. it still says Fergie. Yeah. But Craig, I mean, that... 
we were saying about player power, but looking at that, and Madison's coming for some stick because he's he's put out a tweet saying, you know, good luck, um, uh, Wesley, and thanks for your friendship yeah. over the two years, and good luck with your future. And he's had some stick on his social media, you know, and he's biting yeah, back. Yeah, and he's, he's, felt the, he's felt the need to come out and, and comment on, on it. I don't, I don't understand these these, what are you going to call them, fans who think the best thing I can do is to go after a, basically our best player who we're trying to negotiate a new contract with and question his loyalty the, to the club. That's a great idea. I, I mean, mm. I, I just don't. What they probably want, the, the one thing that they want is what Madison's just given them, and that is a response to what they've done. He should just. And it's a good response. Yeah, it's a, it's he, a good response. He was a teammate should, at the end of the day. Exactly. I mean, it's just I, I I despair of it sometimes. You know. I know. But Neil, I mean, we've got. I mean, there's still deals being done. Um, Chelsea are paying another forty-three million pound for an Ajax player. Is it? I mean, you it's an yeah, Alvary, that's it. That you wouldn't you wouldn't believe we're in a sort of almost in a recession, would you, with the way these football clubs are spending? And it's a bit scary. And am I looking am I got blue tinted glasses on that? I'm looking at this and saying we're seeing all these big clubs spending all this money, and maybe Leicester's the only sensible club in in the in the, out of the twenty. No, we just can't shift our deadwood. <laughs> to be honest, that's pretty much the that's, that's the issue at the moment. They're on too high a wage; we can't shift them. Um, in terms in terms of that, I think there's got to be some kind of loophole that Abramovich has left a certain amount of money behind. Some kind of loophole that they because Anthony Gordon for forty million is is unbelievable money considering he's again. again so I, I do think they've probably as part of the agreement that they were going to buy. Okay, we'll leave you some set of money that's going to be yours, and then afterwards we'll have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in terms of Madison, just yeah, for, for for me, it's nothing to really worry about. Um, but it's just the way football's going in terms of money and things like that. And we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But what was the initial question? I got completely sidetracked. Um, I did know the question was, and I think you have answered it was, are we the one club that's getting it right in not spending? Uh, no. And you were saying, you know, but but we are being sensible. And like I said on Maisie's show. You know, we could have, we're not skint, despite what I'm saying. You know, you ask Rob Tanner, you ask Rob Dorsett, we are not skint as a club. I don't know where you get that from, to be honest with you, Aunt. We, we, we've got loans out, we're in debt, but so is every other single football well, club. We're sustainable. One of the three clubs is actually sustainable. Yeah. Us, exactly. Chelsea and somebody else. Yeah. Um, but... You know, we're not wasting it, as we said on Maisie's show earlier. You know, we're not buying players that we can't register because we've already got two more than we, you know, can register for the Premier League. And we're not risking our future like Leeds did. So we hopefully, unlike Derby, you know, we'll still have a club maybe, you know, in the top division because of it. But we have got a game coming up this weekend. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, no, we haven't. We've got a game coming up tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United. Uh, Craig, I'll come back to you. Is this a good time to be playing Man United? I mean, they they, they absolutely did did Liverpool. They played really well in that game. But was it? A, I don't. I didn't see the Southampton one. But I mean, we can't joke with a bottom. But that's where we are now. And Craig's gone again. So I'll go back. I missed. I, I, sorry, I missed the start of it, so I didn't. I didn't know who you were oh. saying it to. No, well, no. I'm just saying, is this a good time to be playing Man United? Well, I. 
I think it's a good time for us to be playing anyone, to be honest, maybe apart from Man City. Because um, I, I think I'm expecting a real bounce, to be honest. I think it's we're almost at that backs against the wall, siege mentality. You know, we're looking up uh, at every team in the league. And I don't think... Although Man United had, had a good performance against Liverpool, or, or should we say they had a good period against Liverpool... I think after they, they got the goals, I think Liverpool had a lot of that game, particularly in the first half. They didn't look particularly strong against um, Southampton from what I saw. But then again, we could be playing into their hands. I don't think... Uh, Southampton committed a lot men, more men forward than we probably will. And I think they struggle with that. If we sit back, I think we're, we're asking for trouble. But I don't think Man United are anywhere near the finished article at the minute. I don't think he's, I don't think he's aware of what his right team is. His balance is a little bit out at the moment. So, long answer to a, to a question: It's probably not a bad time to be playing them before he gets them settled, and we've got something to play for. And Neil, I, I said in the stats before: thirty-two times we've played United in the Premier League. We've only won four of those, and only two of those have been at home. If we were to lose tomorrow, a bit like Chelsea and a bit like Arsenal, it's kind of, well, you know, what did we expect almost? But like Arsenal, they're in a very different, well, Arsenal are a slightly different place to where Man United are at the moment. Man United of old is a very different Man United compared to today. Yes, they have brought some players in, but the whole situation around the club, even with Casemiro and... um, Anthony signing, it's not like before where I remember when we were in the Premier League in like 2003, it was like, just hold on for dear life and hopefully we can get a draw. Now I feel, again, even the situation we are, and because Man United are not a good situation, we can take it to them. And we've seen this time, this team can play good football for large portions of the game. Unfortunately, not all of it, but for large portions of the game, Leicester can turn up. It's just, can you put that together for 90 minutes? Now, with the transfer window going to be settled, we will see what will actually happen because, again, the, the emphasis then is going right. All of this this nonsense. We've got you. Play, we've got you lot for the rest at least until the World Cup. Get your head down. Let's get together and try and um, and perform as as well as we can because there isn't really an excuse after this, to be honest. Because you could say potentially the transfer, but also the comments that Brendan Rodgers has come out have made haven't been good enough. Um, and just play, keeping talking about transfers when we we get it. You've been mentioning it every week. And it's not happened. Okay. But he's answer the questions that are put to him. And I must admit, I did a review of the um, press conference earlier today. I hadn't seen it. And it could have sent me to sleep because it was the same old, same old questions. It's the same generic political politician catchphrases, to be honest, talk about effort and desire. And I think Jason Bourne made, made something recently where he bought up a the same exact, literally the same thing where we talk about defending from set pieces and he goes, it's all about desire. He said the same thing about six or seven times previously. So it's up to him to go, look, okay, it's not worked. And what you do is you, again, if Pearson's Pearson's situation, he would have gone, I've addressed it. I've said what I need to say. We've got to get on with it now. And that helps rally the squad and go, right, get behind, let's get all together. And players again would run through brick walls for Pearson. And again, I do appreciate what he's done for this club and how, how he's took us into the Premier League and kept us there. But that kind of mentality, I just don't feel that everything is in the same place with Brendan Rodgers. It seems like 
I'm uh, nothing I can do now. Again, he seems like he, he's he's not bothered about the situation. He's just it's almost if he's just waiting to go. I'm one to my 27 million, but if I walk away, then I'm not going to get it. So whatever's going to happen. But going into going into Man United, it could happen. We could play well, but I'm not feeling confident about it. No, it'd be interesting I'm, to see the team sheet and whether Tielemans is on it. Yes, with the window still being open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reese, I mean, your manager doesn't always show the real that themselves on the side of the pitch. We know Rogers is not one for jumping up and down. Where you know, you, you when you had uh, Louis Van Hal, as I said to Maisie, you know, he liked to sort of fall over on the side of the pitch, didn't he? But if you don't get anything other than a win tomorrow against us, how do you think the fans will react? That's a good question. I think I think the fans with like with a working brain and logic behind them will realise that it's only five league games into the season mm. and two wins and two defeats. It's well it's fifty it is fifty fifty. But I think the one thing is though is in out of the four games we've played, only one of them we were genuinely to put it nicely, shite. And that was against Brentford. We were actually all right against Brighton. We just couldn't finish a bloody ball. Against Liverpool, yes, we have, I have to agree with Craig. Like Liverpool had very large periods of the game where they were on the front foot, but Liverpool couldn't score for Toffee. It's funny enough that they meet, they meet Bournemouth and they somehow become Liverpool of old again. It's, it's quite a shock that Parker gets... Parker yeah. um, finds Fab 1 uh, parked by a ditch. Um, but in terms of our performance... We were very clinical. We took our chances to them. We ran them. Like, can't remember last time we ran Liverpool in a Premier League game. Mm. And then you look at Southampton. We weren't great against Southampton, but we controlled the game where it mattered and we got the goal that ended it. Because Southampton had some chances. They just, just like Liverpool, they just couldn't find the back of the net. And it gives us confidence as well that it was a clean sheet. I think it is actually a good time to play us, if, if you're being honest. I think it is a good time for any team because we are still at the start of Ten Hag's process of where he wants this club to go, how he wants the team to play. Craig's right, we aren't a finished article, but the players we have, though, bar maybe one or two, very questionable, mm. are very good for this squad. It's just about getting there. So I do think it is a good time. I still think we're going to win, but in terms of the fans, like I think fans with a working brain behind them will realise it's only five games into the season. If we don't beat Leicester, then, yeah, it's embarrassing, but it's, alarm bells shouldn't be questioned. But there will be idiots on there going, sack the manager, get potching, and then I'll have to tell them all to go and sm- uh, like s- t- sniff the coffee or whatever the bloody phrase is. Yeah. I've, got no, I've got no worries at all. I've got no worries about that. I think there's fans who are realism and genuine brain that will realise it's only first five games in the season it shouldn't be a problem if we, yeah. if we don't beat Leicester I mean, they're a good side yeah Maisie, we spoke to you know earlier obviously on your show and I hadn't mm. realised until you said because of course this fixture last season we beat you 4-2 just like mentioned <laughs> that again um, thanks for the reminder <laughs> hey not, we didn't have much to celebrate last season let us we've enjoy got, what we can we've um, got nothing much to celebrate at the moment so we'll take the throwback yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you sound I a bit like realize. United living in the past, to be honest, don't you? <laughs> yeah, at least you've signed players. We've yeah. signed a free goalkeeper, and that's it. I tell you what, I've, I've, I've turned into an Arsenal fan at the start because I wanted Rogers out, and now I'm turning into a Man United fan because I'm living in the past. But on that game, I didn't realise until you mentioned it, Maisie, that you still had Ollie in charge at that point. Yeah. I can't believe how things have changed. 
But Craig made the point, very good point. Like it'd be interesting to see whether Tielemann starts tomorrow or not, because there are rumours of last minute bids coming in for him, Liverpool, Newcastle. Are we likely to see, or would you want to see Ronaldo start? I know you didn't speak very highly of him on your show, but would you expect him, or would you want him to be in the in the team tomorrow? No, I actually think we play better without him. We play as a much better pressing team, and which when we play with Cristiano, we don't play as a pressing team. And when I have watched Cristiano this season. As I mentioned it to you before, Chris, he plays like he doesn't care on that pitch. Um, mm. He can't even string a pass together. You, you know he can run, but he chooses not to run. And it really upsets me to say, and to, to even see it, if you want me to be fairly honest. And it, It's just negative football for the club, and it's the last thing that we need. Bring him on as a substitute, I don't care, but I don't personally think he should be starting. Um, from what I've heard, Anthony Marshall is back. And I think if, if he is fully fit, I've, I reckon he'll be probably him who'll be starting up front. Come back to... Well, I'll come back to... Re- no, let's stick with you, Maisie, for this one, because uh, Ant's asked here, every 10 months or... 10 months, or is he the man? Um, I mean, again, I said this to you earlier, didn't I? You, you've got to stick with him, haven't you? This is going to be one manager that you've got to stick with. And I have felt, and I say I'm not I'm not a Man United fan, so I'm only looking at it from the outside, but I almost feel sometimes like your owners react to whatever the fans are saying to try and keep on their good side. Um, if the fans suddenly start wanting, as, as, as Reese said before, you know, there are some fans out there that are saying, get out already, I mean, as stupid as it is. Um, but he's going to have to be given that time and the, the owners are going to have to stay strong, aren't they? Yeah, you've got to have patience. You can't automatically say you want a manager out when you're in a couple of games of the season. People wanted Ten Hag out after his first press conference because he kept Harry Maguire as captain. That is how fickle our fan base is. And if we do need to give the manager time and patience. You look at Jose Mourinho and Louis van Gaal. Uh, in the past, they had a half-built team. What if they had a fully built team at Manchester United? Could they have won more trophies? Could they have actually tried to contend with Man City eventually? I'm not saying we would have won titles because we're way beyond that. But could we have actually tried to compete at least? That's the big question for me. Um, You never truly know. I always say, you never know who the, the man is. Until you have them, you try them out, you give them the time, you give them the money, you give them the backing, you never know who the man is. Like, anyone could be the man, it could be Tanak, it could be someone else, who knows? But you never know until you try that person. And no. in terms of um, what we have met, what was the other bit now? I've literally, my mind's gone blank. But, um, yeah, you never know who the, the man truly is, but... No. Uh, in terms of oh yeah, it was about the Glazers. Yeah, in terms of the Glazers, um, they do for me. They do do what the fan base wants, just to try and please them. But the fan base is just as daft, and I'll tell you why. For that, it's because they're not always backing Glazers out. They're backing Glazers out when something goes wrong, when something they don't like. 
at Manchester United. It, like, look at before we signed Antony, before we signed Casemiro. Glazers out, Glazers out. Oh, we brought our empty Old Trafford, blah, 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 blah. We signed Casemiro. Where's empty Old Trafford? It looked pretty full to me. Oh, uh, ESL's come about, Glazers out, ESL's gone, Glazers in. Oh, we signed Ronaldo, Glazers in. If you want these owners out, you stick by it and you want the owners out. You should be Glazers out regardless. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter what they do, because they've clearly shown that they do please the fan base with Cristiano. We've already touched on that. They're doing it buying panic buys with Antinus, with Casemiro. We've seen these links now with um Gakpo and a few other players, a right back, whoever. And yeah, he's got the back in Ten Hag, but we just need to continue to have peaceful messages, but loud messages to show we're not happy as a fan base and we want to change. And as we are standing, because we have got backing now, this Glazers Out movement is all pretty quiet now. Can't see it anymore. Peaceful protest from Maisie Luther King. I was going to say, yeah. I she, had, she has a dream, doesn't she? <laughs> she <does. laughs> Talking about players, latest thing just come up on site. Um, you you might be losing um, your target, Dest, is it? DSD? AC Milan. Yeah, to AC Milan. Um, I'm quite upset, if you want me to be honest. I can't tolerate another game with Dallow. Actually, it would have been for Wamba on not Dallow. <laughs> I still can't tolerate Dallow. What do you think about, I mean, Harry Maguire, we said earlier, he's taking a lot of stick. If he was available for 20 million because he wanted more few bucks, I would have him back in a heartbeat. Uh, is it because he's the captain that he's taking so much stick? And do you think he will be playing tomorrow against his old team? Fun enough, I actually do think he will play, purely for the way the schedule is right now over the next, what, 10 days. Like it's, Games are coming thick and fast. If he doesn't play against Leicester, he'll, I think he will play against Arsenal. I don't see the same back four going three or four or five games in a row, like unless the fixture schedule eventually will ease out. Maguire, his name always follows me. It's, um, Neil knows my thoughts on him. It's like, it's not that I don't rate Maguire. It's, I don't think Maguire is good enough for how we want to play. He's, he's brilliant at carrying the ball. He's brilliant at distributing the ball. But if you look at how we want to play under Ten Hag, he lacks one focal point, and that's pace. And yeah, defending is all about reading the game and all that, but Ten Hag specifically likes defenders that is really quick, especially for reacting or keeping up with a defender. I think in a back three, Maguire is one of the best in that in that role. He's very competent in the back three. And it's not disrespect to the system because it's slower. He's protected by midfielders. It seems to generally suit him more than a back four. But I think it does get a lot of stick and the price tag's massive. But then yeah. again, though, like a footballer can't dictate his price tag. Like, that's, no. that's, I ju- that's not I'm just going to say one thing. I do disagree with Reese. I don't think Harry Maguire will be starting the game because we've already had a couple of right. days break. And I think they are going to rest Maguire and Luke Shaw for the Europa League because they're going to want to play our right. best players at the moment in the Premier mm. League so we can pick up the points. I think he's going to play Maguire when it comes to Europa. Um, in terms of Harry Maguire, though, I Hopefully. actually think he's I think he's quite scapegoated in a lot of things. 
Because even mm. when he has a good performance, he gets slated by the fan base. How can he have a good performance when he's got an incapable right back next to him who goes out of position, who can't even do a simple duel, who gets bullied? You can clearly see in that 4-0 Brighton, he gets absolutely bullied. How can yeah. he do anything without a right back next to him? Also, it, it, same way he plays left centre-back beside Luke Shaw, who can't run to save himself. But one, he one won't play left side now because of Martinez. One quick question before Man United take over. I don't want to ask, <laughs> I don't ask we, have, we have done since the Premier League started, yeah. to be fair. Can, can I still have some car insurance, please? Should, should no, I've cancelled your deal now because you was nasty <laughs> to me. That's referring back to her show earlier. Greg, we're going to come on to your team afterwards when we've let everyone sort of go, but um, would you have Maguire back if it was like the 20 million mark? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think it would depend how Brendan wants to go. I'm not sure whether... The back of my mind, I think Brendan wants to go with a back three. Um. But then in that team, I, I can't see where Barnes fits in either, to be honest. The, the, the two don't match for me. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go with a back three and two wing backs offering your width, then you have two up front and Barnes doesn't fit that unless he thinks he can turn Barnes into a, a secondary Ooh. striker, which he, he may do. Um, I was going to ask but, Craig. I was going to ask Craig, sorry. Um, has Madison ever played? I've only ever seen him play as a number 10 role. I was just going to say, is it possible for Madison to play as an eight? You play two central midfielders and then you play Barnes and a front three. It's still play a back three. You can do. I, I mean, three. it's a tricky one because you've got, you know, it'd be interesting to see again. I, I was quite surprised when indeed he got dropped for Samari. Uh, how that would have mm. worked if Madison was fit, I'm not sure. But you've got Dewsbury Hall, who seems undroppable at the moment. You've got Tealman's who I've got a sneaky feeling is still going to be here. I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Uh, and I think Tielemans is the kind of player whose who's head would be in the right place. So you've got a lot of players in those midfield spots. Um, mm. So you, you almost have to sacrifice a holding midfield player if you're going to play all of them. So it's, it's a difficult one. And I don't think Brendan has managed to get it right since it was forced upon him by injuries. Mm. Before we just come to the score predictions, and I've literally just received the last one there, and, oh, she's back. We've got, we've got a quick tour of Maisie's house then a minute ago. <laughs> now now you've got, now you're on mute, Maisie. It was an accident. I went to get some, and then I accidentally put my camera on. I didn't mean to show me house off. <laughs> but if you want, Chris, that, I'll you give know. you a- I'll give you a personal tour after the show. What do you say? No, no problem. No, I thought I just sort of, you know, morphed into, you know, who would live in a house like this? <laughs> no, I, I was uh, doing it as in to say rich house, poor house, like I'm the rich house, and then you just, know what just, I mean. Just trying to keep up with uh, with. Um, Oh, keep it up with the Kardashians. Nippon, Nippon. I was thinking actually, to be honest with you, <laughs> I've always preferred. I've always preferred keeping up with the Luca Kardashians. You know. <laughs> Last one again, uh, Neil. Um, we've got, um, and th- this was a question that came up a lot when I was on on Maisie's channel earlier uh, about Vardy. Um, you know, he's thirty-five now. He has signed a new deal. Uh, he's not looked on top form, but you could argue he's not been getting the service. Uh, he's not going to start, I don't think, Man United and Brighton. It will be one or the other. 
with Dakar starting and maybe swapping them, you know, on 60 minutes. Which game would you actually be starting Vardy? Would it be the Man United one or would it be saving him for the Brighton one? I think he'll start against Man United and then the Brighton game, I think, is where you're going to have the break and you're going to see Dakar potentially. Brendan Rodgers seems to have favoured Jamie Vardy. And again, I think Jamie Vardy has still got goals in him. I still think he'll get at least 10 goals in the Premier League this season. I know he's not off the mark as of yet. He's getting the good positions. Um, in terms of also one one thing is that you were mentioning as well, Reese, just come back to one of the points you mentioned. Madison's had his best season last season and he wasn't actually playing as a number 10. He was playing as more of like that inverted right winger because we didn't really have anybody on that right-hand side. That's where we got and then the ability to drift in and do what he wants. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where he's, he's played a lot and he's played this season kind of in a similar position because we haven't really got an out-and-out right winger. Um, and also just one thing as well, I wouldn't actually have Harry Maguire back. It might be a controversial opinion because I don't think that him and... Um, Evans work well together. I see him more as a um, um, replacement for Evans in that position. I think the way that we want to play now is having that speedy guy alongside you, like the likes of um, Fafana when we had him, when he had the likes of um, Siunchu that's there. Having two players alongside each other, so you've got your Amartes in, um, in the back two, it just, for me, it just doesn't, Amarty and Thingy, it just doesn't work together. Um, we might have more chances, Brighton. However, I think I think Vardy against the top six, his record is too good to pass. Yeah, mm. Ravi, I just put uh, the number up there for amazing insurance. Why did, you have my, why did you have my month number in there? Everyone's going to ring me now. <laughs> me as well. Business. Business. I, I won't tell you where I got. I have, to, I have to agree. Like people are saying. People were saying the same about Alan Shearer in his final season. The man's got too many injuries, but Newcastle still play him because he still scores goals. Jamie Vardy at 35, like, he's a brilliant player. I hope to hell he doesn't play tomorrow. Because even, <laughs> even, even if you get a ball to him, he's still, like, he's not the, he's not the quickest he used, like, say, three or four or five years ago. But he's mm. still got pace on him and he's still got a good finish and he does link up well. I'm looking at your team. You've got more central midfield players than wingers. Why not just play, like, a, like a 4-4-2 diamond system? We I'm just looking been. at it. Like, I'm thinking he'll never it. play two up front. That's oh. the problem, unless it's forced on him. Well, he'll looking play... At, he'll, uh, looking yeah. at, sorry, we'll, we'll jump on because we've, uh, we've, we're going on quite a while now. We're looking at score predictions. So, um, <laughs> these are what, what the X-Foxes, myself and, and Craig, have come up with. I'm not overly confident. I've got to be honest with you. So I've gone for a 2-2 draw. Uh, Steve Linitz has gone 1-1. Uh, Steve Walsh, bless him, has gone 2 1 Leicester. Hmm. Uh, Jerry Taggart, who currently leads again, has gone, he was the only one that went, got it right last week, has gone 2 1 Leicester. Marshall, Ian Marshall has gone 2 1 to United. Uh, Ian Wilson, who just messaged me then, has gone 1 0 to Leicester. Craig, hmm. I know what you've gone, but you, what are you going for with the score? I, I've gone 2 1 to us. I, I'm, I'm quietly confident because I, I think. I, I think we need a performance, and I I think in front of our home fans, if this was away at Old Trafford, then I would worry, to be honest, going away again. But I just think now, with the window closing, Fafana's gone. It's almost uh, like circle the wagons, and let's let's try and pull ourselves together, show some sort of team spirit, play for the badge. I think it's going to be noisy. I think it's important that we get off to a strong start. We play with, we set the tempo of the game and, and get into them from the off. But 
I'm confident that we can we can get the result we need. I've got this. I, I know I, I've already done my Brighton prediction. It would be typical Leicester for us to go and get a couple of wins now and be sitting comfortably in the top half. By the end of the it, it, it would be nice, definitely. It yeah. would be nice. We've just so, gone, How have we done so that? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and Ant would still be there saying Roger's out. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, your prediction for the game? I'm not feeling as confident, to be honest. Um, I think, I think it'll be a draw. Um, I'm hoping again. I don't. I never want to predict my team to lose, but I'm no. not feeling confident going into this game. Um, so I've got a one or two or draw or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, great minds, Neil, great minds. <laughs> Reese, uh, how many have you got Leicester winning by? <laughs> in, in, your, in your dreams. Well, obviously, I mentioned it earlier on when I was watching the live chat um, when you brought up the head-to-head record. I said, yes, yeah. the head-to-head record's in our favour, but recent record isn't. Recent record ha- has been more in favour towards Leicester getting more results than we have. Yeah, well, I don't think you've won. Well, we said earlier, didn't we, Maisie, on the channel? You've not beaten us since lockdown, twenty uh, sixth of July, twenty twenty, to be precise. Yeah, the yeah. The you look period. at that, but we've and also you're welcome. You're welcome for getting Champions League that year. We get, we <laughs> give you. I'm Where's so. You know what, uh, Neil? I am absolutely so grateful. Right, I'm. I, I couldn't be more grateful if I tried. So thank you so much. But, um, we, we, we kept, you kept Ollie another year because of us, so don't moan. Yeah. Ollie's at the wheel. How good does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> Even the Leicester fans were singing it, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I well, never wanted to that eight. song you, you was only in for that 14, let's be honest. Oh! <laughs> Well, since she's taking her headphones off, I can go back to do my do best. Yeah, get a word in there. Get a word in. Uh, I won't say this though. In terms of tomorrow, um, I don't think I think the first twenty. Like, it's, it's what they usually say. Like, depending on circumstance, the first twenty minutes is always key. I think depending on how we start, and depending on how Leicester play, do Leicester go for the jugular quite quickly, get a good counter attack? Depending on if we slip up the ball, get an early lead, and just defend for their lives. Which, to be fair, isn't a bad thing in United right now. I still think we will win, but I think it'll be by minutest, like like the smallest of margins. I'm going two one Man United. I'm going two one, but it's going to be real slim picking. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my new friend that's just sat on the floor next to me. What, what do I you will think? love it if we beat them. Love it. Oh, indeed, of course we would. <laughs> Maisie, um, I, I can't even remember what you said. It was only a couple of hours ago. <laughs> I said basically ten uh, nil to United. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. I didn't say that. I'm, uh... Well, maybe if you play, if you play you with it now, it's on the internet. Clip it. Wire, it might be ten nil the other way. <laughs> well, it depends, to be honest, isn't it? But I've gone. I had to do based off my predictions. What I don't. Uh, on my prediction show, I've gone for a 3 1 for United. That was just based off the fact that Casemiro to be starting, um, Anthony Martial to be starting as well. So that's what I've gone for. But it can go either way because, especially mm-hmm. knowing with the Fafana business and what's going on with Brendan Rodgers and at the club, knowing that you're in 20th place, you've got a one to bounce back. So it can go either way. But I've gone for a free one United. Going with my heart for once. Uh, I agree. I agree because we've both got hard games coming up as well. Like really hard games. You've got Brighton, who are everybody. I I can't stand Brighton, hipster football, but they've got a good manager. They've got some decent players. I can't stand them, man. 
but it's just it's just the, it's the XG bollocks behind them. Honestly, that's that's the reason. And yeah, obviously, we've got Arsenal. And they win games. That's all that matters. It's not. I know, but it's just I'm sick of the whole or the XG, and you expect them to do well because of this. But goals win games. I don't care about your XG, and it's Burnley drew games. Burnley drew games. Sports, it's because of Sky Sports that I'm annoyed with Brighton. All right, it's because of Sky Sports. But just going on to just going on to Casemiro, I I hope that if he plays, I I expect him to play. Mm-hmm. I I hope we get after him uh, because it's going to be you know it's his almost debut to see what the Premier League's about and the pace of the game, and and I would expect that if he's playing, that Brendan will give our players carte blanche to get after him and close him down as quickly as possible and put him under pressure. Stick KDA yes, on him and stick Martinez, Vardy yes, on Martinez for exactly the same reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. I think we've covered every every angle there, haven't we? Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming in. Um, we'll let uh, we'll let Maisie go first. We've probably seen enough of me uh, today. Uh, just remind us all where 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 people can find you, Maisie. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Um, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate. The- <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you coming onto my channel as well. My, cha- my channel is Devils United, and uh, don't be like Chris and put two underscores when it does come to my Twitter. It's two underscores MUSCBs. Known known for her two underscores is Maisie. Exactly. <laughs> she's known she's known as Maisie Two Underscores. That is a that is a full name now. Reese, it's been a pleasure to have you back on. It's been a while. It's been great to see you back on. Uh, we've, got, we've got the head to head with Rob next week on the quiz, and then we've got the uh, take your pick the week after, I believe, with Craig. Uh, your specialist subject to be in. I can't even remember what it was. European Champions League, League and European Cup, I think. Yeah, oh, that's, oh, yeah. I've got five questions to ask her that then. But where, <laughs> where can people find you, Reese? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It has been quite some time. Um, you can find me on tw- <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter and YouTube at Devils underscore Rising of a one, and you can find me on the weekly Armchair Sports Talk as well. Thank you very much because you have got a, 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 a an older shirt on there, haven't you? Mm-hmm. 91 92 yeah uh, which is quite nice quite nice what the hell is your third strip i mean come on it looks it's puke color it really is what is it i fucking hate right Maisie's up there. i don't know why right? Maisie likes it i don't know why what do i like fucking oh ugly. dear the fur yeah, kit. That fur, that fur kit is beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, no. You could wear that out on a Friday night, puke up all over yourself, brush yourself down, and just carry on. I, get I could literally I wear that, right, at a nightclub, and I'd probably try to go in. That's a beautiful shirt you've got on. <laughs> you don't feel like in the dog. Like, what's wrong with you? I was well, going to yeah, say, I, 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 I can dance. <laughs> I can dance with a glow stick. All, all I'm going to tell you, Chris, is I 100% hate the damn thing. I hate the colour, I hate the design. It's just like it belongs in Ghostbusters. It's the nicest kit we've had in years. Nicest no, I'll go one further. I'll go one further. You remember the, um, what was it? 
was a TV show where somebody had like grow, uh, no, it was a, I know what it is. It was a comedy stunt, and the guy put on like glow in the dark uh, face cream on the guy's face, and they thought it would light up, but his face turns like pure like Ghostbuster green. That's exactly yeah. what that flaming shirt looks like. It, oh, honest to God, See, like do you know? I was going to say this one thing. United fans were like, "Oh, can't see United players because it's camouflage with the grass." But then the next thing, what a goal from Manchester United! Well, oh, I thought it was camouflage with the grass. The ball was in the net. That's all that happened. It ruined would not the badge as well. Fergie's time because you oh. do blend into the grass. So, guys, my uh, Maisie and Reese, thank you so much for coming on. It's been well. Has it been a pleasure? I'll have a think and get back to you on that. We'll we'll (laughs) see after tomorrow. As Ravi says here, United third kit is. Oh, it's awful. Is indeed. Can't hear you, Ravi, when you're behind us. She can't hear you because she's turned her insurance headset off. Uh, <laughs> guys, no, thank you both very much, and uh, I'm sure you'll you'll let me know if you beat us tomorrow. I'll casually tweet it. Yeah, I'm sure you Thanks, will. Chris, and I'm looking forward to the WSL shows as well. Yes, you will. You'll be joining mm. us for our WSL shows. We start a week on Monday with a preview, and Maisie's got us winning the league. So, um, well done, Maisie. Let me just mute her before she can say anything. And Reese, thank you so much. Good luck in the World Cup. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, Sorry, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I'm at the World Cup. It's all right. We'll be gone as well, mate. I've no, not got no. much faith in England. Hey, oh, hey, it, it, it's come home. Uh, it, depends on, it depends on the fan when you, when you say that based on social media, as we know. Anyway, Maisie Reese, thank you thank so you. very, very much. Take care, guys. Now, uh, Neil, we, we usually at this point we do Craig's team, where he picks not what he thinks Brendan will go for, but what he thinks we should play. And obviously, they're usually ninety nine percent different. Would you like to stay for that, or I'll give you? Uh, a would call. you like to do it, Neil? Because to be honest, I haven't got a bloody clue. I, I yeah, honestly I haven't got a clue this uh, for this game as to who's going to be here, who's going to play. For Farnes and no, we've got that far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know though. He'd probably still write his name on the team sheet, wouldn't he? <laughs> In Brendan, Danny uh, Warding goal. Uh, looks like that's going to happen. Let's yeah, have maybe a maybe we can pull one together between us because um... no, if if you if you two are up for that. Yeah, sounds good. I think yeah. this four-three-three formation for me works, and it's I think a similar formation to what they play. I think mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers favors a four at the back. I, I don't trust Siunchu, Amate, and Johnny Evans as a back three. You you wait till we've got Siunchu, Evans, and this new guy. Jesus, <laughs> I mean, well, I was going to say we've we've been linked with. Fast, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, face, yeah. but I mean, 25, um, 24 international. Yeah. He, he sounds very good, and apparently, he's he's you know, he's he's flown in, but also after this, this winger as well. So, I mean, if we end up getting a winger and a and a, and a center back in this window, it would have been a bad window. I've uh, just I've just been looking at him. So, Walt, Walt says that Fai he seems very like Sayunchu esque. 
Yeah. So it's like we're playing. So he seems again. He even looks like him as well. So he seems quite similar in terms of the profile of player we're going after, which I'm not too mad at. I'd rather go for somebody like that than a Johnny Evans esque, very slow, yeah. very. I'd rather go for that, which is fine. This Jeremy kid, I just don't understand what mm. he brings. To mm. per- well, he's a winger, honest. though, don't we? He's a winger. I know, we but winger, he's, don't we? But he's a left. He's a right footed, but he plays on the left. We can't do this again. But then he plays. I suppose, There's a reason why plays... Atalanta wants to get rid of him, and they're a very similar position to where we are, where we mm-hmm. they sign mm. up and coming talents and train them up. And if they can't get the best out of him, I don't know how the Premier League and we can. Well, and they're willing to let him go last minute because the they next, brought in the Lookman. next twenty four hours and uh, ninety minutes. minutes will tell. Yeah. Will tell. Are we going sure. for a four three three, guys? I would go for it. Uh, you not? I mean, if you if you want to do, it, let's let's no no let's let's just go because as I say, I, I've not been able to get it clear in my mind which way to go on this team. So I'm happy okay. to uh, to see how this pans out. I think mm-hmm. we're going to go for warding goal. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. So four at the back. Who are we going to have um, as the left back? I think it's just standard James and Castagna at fullbacks. Yep. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Neil? Yeah, no problem there at all. Nobody um, really else that can test that posi- them positions really. Well, I suppose whilst uh, Ryan Bertrand is out injured, we're not going to um, get any. Yeah. I can't believe you went with Bertrand rather than Pereira being out injured. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> what I mean, he he, he would have been a. Brilliant for us if you hadn't got injured. Um, <laughs> We've been saying that for about four years since he joined. <laughs> We've not had him four years. What are you on about? I did, see, I did see him have a, a, yeah. a, a good 20 minutes at Burton last season, pre-season. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess Ward is going to be one of these centre-backs, guys. Ward? Oh, God, what am I yeah, saying? Yeah. It's been Chris a long day. It. It's been yeah. a He's long lost day. It. Yes, uh, Walsh, Walsh and Steve Sims at the back. <laughs> yeah, you probably do a better job for Steve Walsh. Get get his boots on. We finally <laughs> have some aerial presence. Johnny <laughs> Evans, I should have said, um, it's going to be one of the full uh, one of the centre backs. Yes. Yeah. Who are you going with alongside? I'd go for Siunchu. Would you agree? I, I'm I'm happy with that. I, I'm I'm shocked that he's not getting a look in. I, I don't understand it. For me, if you've fallen out with him, he's not even in the squad. The fact that he's on the bench, I don't get. I really don't get it. Well, according to when I was talking, um, and it was with Rob Tanner, I, and I don't know whether we've discussed this or not, that Brendan Rodgers came out and said, and explain this to me, guys, if you would be so kind, He's come out and said he doesn't want to pick players that aren't committed to the club. You know, he dumped Fafana in the under-23s. Uh, you know, he's not picking Soyuncu because he could be, you know, he was linked with being moved away. Uh, cough, cough, Tielemans. It's one rule for one player, another for... Mm. And that's that's what annoys me about Brendan. He has his, He blatantly has his favourites. Mm. He does. I mean, and what, what, what did... That's great if the player actually ends up moving. If he yeah. doesn't and he's still here, you've got to try and integrate him back. What do you? Who, who, 
who's the one who stands up and says sorry first? I, I, mm. I, he just there is no consistency in in Brendan's decision. You could argue that it was only Stockport, but the defence did limit them to to just four shots. Um, I, I read something today and, linking Soyuncu with Wolves. Well, yeah, I mean, Dawson has been the one that's been you know linked. If you're going to get rid of Soyuncu, don't replace him with Dawson for God's sake. I tell you, you what, I, I wouldn't have minded Dawson. I, I honestly want it sounds awful but if you want someone who's got dominance in the air and is, is a bit old-fashioned i'll take you back to morgan and hooth i i think some good old-fashioned defenders wouldn't do us any harm to be honest but over soyuncu no not necessarily but he's not playing soyuncu and no. to be honest i can't see evans being fit the whole season either so to have another experienced defender to come in and and work with the other players either side of it. I don't think it would have been a bad move, to be honest. I have got some good news, guys. Southampton's Bednarek. He's, close, he's closing in on a move, and it's not to us. It's to West Ham. Oh, West right. Ham. Yes. That's a, that's a one Saints defender that we're not going to sign. Brilliant. I think Dawson's definitely on the move, then. Dawson, well, I've got to be honest with you. Um, David Moyes has confirmed West Ham have received a bid for Craig Dawson, who was missing from their squad for the 1-1 draw with Tottenham. Uh, Dawson is thought to favour a return to the Midlands. Yeah, he wants to be back with his family. To be closer to the family. But West Ham are keen for him to stay. Forest? Uh, We have received a bid, said Moyes. Uh, Yes, I would like him to stay. Uh, so Sky Sports understands Aston Villa I would and say Wolves Villa. have offers on the table for him. But I, I have seen him go to Villa. I have seen him linked, but then who knows? But he's also saying, looking as we're moving up into the midfield, that what one page I'm looking at is saying it is likely that Tielemans will be stopping. Mm. And another one is saying... Um, he'll take one of these late bids. I mean, if Liverpool come in for him, he's going to want to go to Liverpool, I am sure, uh, because he's got Champions League. It's all a bit late, isn't it? Mm. It's like, Mm. if you would have... We knew knew at the beginning of... We knew before the beginning of the window that Tillemans was on his way out and looking to leave. Mm. Now you want to do this? And what that's going to... Not just upset the team, it's, it's... Liverpool have had this issue for a while. So... Now is it? It doesn't scream. Oh, this is a good idea. But do you not think that um, yeah, if if we let him go, um, we get twenty five million? I mean, they've waited to see how far we'll come down. But if we if we keep him and we sell him for nothing next season, he might be the difference between us, say, finishing eighth and seventh. I know that looks a bit. <laughs> not like it's going to happen at the moment, but it could become the end of the season. So if he is that sort of player and he is back onto his form and he gets us that place into Europe, we'll get more than the 25 million that we would have got for him now from the European competition. I can, the scenario I can see, because I, I think Telemans is a decent guy. Uh, I, I may be naive in thinking it, but it wouldn't surprise me if he signs a year's extension, but with a reduced uh, buyout clause of, let's say, 25 mil. 
So if he has a good season, 25 mil to any of these clubs is still peanuts, to be honest. But it means we are going to get a return on him. So that that wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Well, Maguire did it. Mm. Would he have not done that by now, though? No, because I think he probably thought Arsenal were going to come in and make a bid, and they haven't. Mm. I think he probably thought a lot more clubs were going to come in, not just Arsenal, you know. Potentially. But there, there we go. Talking of the midfield, um, I, I'm more of a four-four-two man. I always have been. I always will be. That's just my age. As as um, oh, who is it? Old um, Mike Bassett was it? That yeah. Used to say um, that, that that's the way he liked to play. Ladies and gentlemen, England will be playing four-four-fucking-two. Indeed, but you guys. Like a four-three-three. So, who are we going to put in the centre midfield? I'll give you that one, Neil. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm going to say Samore. Yeah, I think mm. he was okay against. Um, I think I saw signs, and if we're going to play, we're going to have to progress the ball quicker, and that's the reason why he was put in. Don't get me wrong; I'll be happy with either person, but mm. I'd put Samore in just to see how it goes. Um, and bearing in mind, they didn't bring Wilfred and Diddy on until the 88th minute. Mm. I mean, I think I think Wilf's been poor, and I think he was poor last season towards the end as well. He's he's not progressed, Wilf. His use of the ball is poor. His touch has been poor. Uh, yeah, he gives you great pitch coverage, but that's great winning the ball back if you then go and give it away again. It's, it's a bit pointless, and that's what he's tended to do. And um, I, you know. Samori, someone put together a, a bit of a highlights clip of his performance against Chelsea and it was put out there as if you know, it was pretty good. It was good, but I still didn't see enough progressive passes. There was a lot of safe passing for me. His, his pass ratio completion was, was high, but it still looked a little bit safe for me. I'd like to see him taking a few more chances. Um, but I think I think if if Brendan has set this up now, he's given him his head if he's going to stay then I, I, I can see it. I mean, I'm disappointed to hear that it looks like Pratt might be going again. Um, but I think I, I think you're right. I think he, he, he's set up with Samore for Chelsea. I can't see why he would change it now. Uh, guys, believe it or not, this does not actually have Bubakari Samore in the, um, in the choice of players. So... I'm going with um, a, a somebody else who's just called Sumare. So I know he's not our <laughs> Sumare, but he's a Sumare. So that's as close as it's like a, it's like a knockoff. Um, what's it called? It's like it's like an imitation band. It's like a Chinese basically. version, isn't it? You know, that's done it. He's a lookalike. Uh, it's pro Evo. Yeah, yeah, and I actually checked the spelling as well, so I got the spelling right. But it did, yeah, it just doesn't exist. So I want Pratt to stay. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think he's off though, and it's been such an honour. Just to come back to what Craig was saying, it's been on and off and on and off with Pratt, where he's committed his future, then he's got a loan, then not the loan, and again the club setting the expectation too high, and also just we got to get a player out, and again with. It's frustrating with Pratt because he's such a good player. Yeah. But Brennan just doesn't rate him. Um, and especially with, it looks like maybe Ozzy Perez is on the move as well. Again, he mm. could be a player that, that we could play in his position as well. But 
Yeah, Pratt is, is a disappointing one because I think a lot of Leicester fans saw some real quality, but we've just, he's just not going to be given an opportunity. Again, I coming think, back to I what you were saying earlier like, in terms of he's got his favourites. Yeah. yeah, I think we all do like him. Um, and, you know, if he has sat down and said he wants to fight for his place, then come on, Brendan, you're saying that you want players that are committed. Both him and Samari have said that they're, they're willing come to stay. Publicly. You know, yeah, think- and... You know, we don't know if he doesn't sign that contract, Tielemans. He could be gone in January. Well, not was, gone, but, you know, he could have committed. Yeah, I, I thought it was telling that he brought Tielemans on instead of Pratt against Southampton. Mm. Yes. And then Tielemans was still shipped against Southampton anyway. So, when he came on, he was crap, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, but, you know, you know, you know, Brendan, we try not to work out his uh, his substitutions. Mm. Um, on the left of the centre midfielder, then who are you going for there, guys? I think we might go Dewsbury Hall. Just a thought. Yeah, I've got no. I've, yeah, can't really add anything to that. And we all know why. But yeah, I mean, he's. Let's be honest with you. He is. You know, he's the one player. Is he not? That is. You know. Regular, I suppose. You know, you know, you know, consistent. You know, he, he, you know, he's going to give it his all, even if it doesn't always come off. Yeah. Um, and on the opposite side, Tillemans. Yeah, they, this oh. whole right side. You know, I think will almost come down to what sniffs, what's being heard during the day, as to whether there's any moves on for Pratt, Tillemans, or Perez. It, it could be any of them to be honest, in there, and whether Madison is fit. I think that it's really difficult to to make a judgment on which way it's going to go there. Well, I'm going to overrule you both. (laughs) I I can do. (laughs) But I think... Remember, this is not what Brendan's going for. This is what we would be going for. And I say to Tielemans, look, you know, it's still transfer deadline day. Your agent could be making a deal while you're playing out there on the pitch. So drop him, and we've got Brighton a few days later if he doesn't go. Uh, but I would, I would certainly get Pratt on. For, for uh, me, this. if there's any chance that anyone's going to be leaving, they're not playing. Mm. Because if you if you know there's a deal on the card, are you going to go in for a crunching tackle? Yeah, I, I can't see it. Yes, I, I, I just it will be telling, as you said earlier, Craig. It will be telling yeah. whether. Tillemans is in that squad or not? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. With any of these, whether they're they're on the bench, whether they're starting, I think it's going to be quite telling. Because yeah, at the well, end of it, if if someone's leaving, they're not going to be sitting on the bench or playing tomorrow yeah. night. And I, th- I think that the reason why I've put again Pratt for me is again normally I would say nine 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 times out of ten I would say put um, Pratt over Tillemans recently because of the last game Tillemans Pratt didn't look that great to be honest he was dragged at 55 minutes Kalechi and Acha came on and really impacted the game in a great way mm-hmm. Pratt didn't look that good but Tillemans kept his run of form up for the majority of the match that's why I'd have him in I'm happy to go with Pratt but that that's my reasoning behind getting Tillemans in again if either of them aren't com- uh, committing themselves to the club going forward then oh they're going to transfer out then drop yeah. them I, 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 I know it was only stockport and it was a penalty shootout but i still liked telemann's reaction when he put his penalty away 
Yeah. And he's been professional. He's been everything that Fafana yeah. hasn't been, you know, apart from maybe... I, I wouldn't put him up there as, as dealing with it as well as Maguire did, because if he was doing that, he would have signed, like you say, the extension. So we got mm. something. But, yeah, he has, you know, he, he has given his all. And I've had a you know, problem with that. But for me, Tielemans has been off form more than he's been on form this season, you know. And I just think, let's see, we, we can't, you know, let's give Pat some the, the time, you know. We we all know now, in Iheanacho, we had everything. Oh, he doesn't do it when he comes on. But once he had that run in the team, mm. thank God nobody could touch him. Um, I, I, I think I guess where this the, the these three are going. So uh, the left winger there would it be a certain Mister Barnes? Everybody. Yep. Agreed. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm on a different screen, so I can't see if you're nodding or or shaking. Oh. Um, so apologies for that. Uh, on the right. Who are we going for there? Mr. Madison. I think if he's fit, he's got to play. If not, Perez, maybe? Really? I, I, I don't think Perez has, has done badly this season when he's played, no. to be honest. I thought he played very well against Southampton for yes, an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, he, and in fact, you could say that when he was taken off, you know, we, we went downhill a bit. It would yeah. also be interesting to see Ian Acho in that role. Well, I was just about to say, would you yeah. put Ian Acho in there? Mm. Because you what know, you could do, got, I think, potentially... So you, you've got two inexperienced in the Premier League defenders down that side um, with the fullback that they brought in and um, and the centre-half are both left-sided. Um, so th that could be interesting if we try and get at them as well. Just seeing here, um, the uh, I hadn't noticed it earlier. Man United dealt injury blow ahead of Leicester City clash. Yeah, Martial, isn't it? Martial is I'm not out. sure it's a blow, is it? Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's the mercury, isn't it? Building yeah. it up. So, are we going to stick with Madison for this, or are we going to yeah. swap over to Inacho? I think we Madison sub. has to play if he's fit, he has to play. Okay, Inacho super sub, however, yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, he does, he does provide that link doesn't he that doesn't seem to always be there if he's not on the pitch but he you know he, he i don't think he always gets the credit he deserves for how he plays when he comes on mm. would you agree with that i think sometimes because i think he'll have the odd game where it seems like he's playing in lead boots and the ball just bounces off him mm. um but he we've known since he's come He's such a confidence player that he does need a run of games. And then you really see the, the, the potential that Iheanacho has got. When he's in and out of the team, it's very difficult um, yeah. for him to have a longer-term impact because at the minute he can come on, he can come on, have a great 25 minutes and know that he's not going to play the next game. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Arteta is saying they are still looking at options. And now this is interesting when you think how Brendan handle this sort of almost the same sort of question mm -hmm. when asked if there is much money left in the bank Arteta added I'm not a financial guy I think that's a question for someone else mm. no take note After Brendan. spending 250 million pounds yeah. yeah yeah but he's not he's not saying like no we have we haven't got any money left or anything like that you know he's not mm. saying well, we've got to sell these players before we can bring more in anyway you start, you start me off a little rant about Brendan again. <laughs> right, so who 
are we going to go up front? Yannick Vestergaard. <laughs> well, did you see his finish against the country? It was really good. He flicked flack and then left footed smash. Yeah. I mean, let's let's guys. You know, this is Brendan Rodgers we're talking about here. <laughs> you, know, you, you say that, and it's your fault if he does. Um, but... I want royalties if that's the case. <laughs> David um, is just saying uh, he'd go for Yuri if he's still with us over Pratt. Um, I just think there'll be too many rumours going round for him to be able to sort of concentrate tomorrow. Uh, I thought. And again, you could say it's only only Stockport, but I thought, best of God, every time I saw on, on my graph, every time there was an attack going forward, it was best of God bringing the ball out, So, which is obviously one of his strengths. But which I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be either um, uh, Vardy or Dakar, um, seeing as you put Inacho uh, Neil into the super sub. Guys, who are we starting with? I, I would go Vardy, but I think in this formation, having um, if Barnes is on confidence, I'd if if Vardy's not working, then putting Iheanacho in this position with Barnes on the overlap, I think has yeah. been lethal a couple of times last mm-hmm. season. So again, I'd start Vardy, but if it's not working, then put Iheanacho in that position. Yeah. And I think we could get some really good out of him. And yourself? Uh... Yeah, I think you need to just basically wind Vardy up and then send him out to play and just say, put everything into 45 minutes. Get your ham sandwich and Red Bull ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we have it. I mean, does that mean then, guys, that you would then start Dakar against Brighton? I think at some point we've got to start that transition whereby Vardy is the super sub to come on against mm-hmm. tiring defenders, to be honest, that you send out Dakar to try and run them and drag them around, and then Vardy comes up and picks the pieces for 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Similarly David, to, I think we had, was it Burnley last year? Where we won 2-0, yeah. similar position where the team ran around, did what they need to do, and then Vardy came on, got a goal and assist. Yeah. Perfect. And he's he's not moving like he used to, but with that, you have to play to the strengths and get the other players to move, but also... Yeah him to go and batter defenders and Vardy could do half an hour just running after players. I I still think he's got it in him. Mm. David says, I think Nacho needs to be more consistent whether he plays a lot or not. Uh, Don't care if he is a confidence player uh, as he gets paid per week and needs to be ready all the time to start. It's Vardy for me. Um, I mean, am I dreaming that we will ever see a Vardy in Nacho or a Daka in Nacho to up front? We saw it against Stockport, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah well, Dakar and Ianacho, didn't he? But I don't know whether Ianacho was... He, he, he still, I don't think he was up front with him, though, was he? He was more, you know... He wasn't sort of a, the, the two up front. I mean, all I'm saying is, sort of, you know, back end of the season before last, we saw how, that, how well that worked. I think... Again, going back, whether we, whether Brendan switches to a to a five, depending on on what we, what we've got in with the the wing backs providing the width, I could see Barnes or Ianacho on the other side becoming an old fashioned inside forward, as it were, mm. and, uh, and and picking up the bits and pieces where Vardy or Dakar is trying to run around and create space, yes. and then coming through the middle because you've got we've got the craft and the guile. With Madison at the minute, with Tielemans, even with Dewsbury Hall, who's showing a bit more 
crafting guile as well over the, the over the end towards the end of last season that he can pick a pass as well. Mm. Um, but it could be something different because I mean that's how Salah and Mane have played like that. You know, over years and years they start wide, but they become inside forwards. You know, as soon as the balls uh, Liverpool got possession, they're making inside runs, not hugging the touchline. And I think that's something where Barnes needs to um, move towards that kind of player because he can be easily marked out of a game when he's just out wide. And he was kind of doing that, I think, against Chelsea in the second Mm. half when he got his goal. That's the position literally at the screen where he was taken up. Brent just goes, fantastic, you've done it, got your goal, let's see if you can get another one, same position. Yeah. And nobody said it yet. I will just point out, I do know that Leicester are at home. I just uh, got it wrong the other night at about two in the morning when I was doing it. <laughs> I got the, the, the other way around. But i tell you what is interesting, and I'll, I'll end on this point now, um, is the fact that when we're doing these teams, and when I'm obviously in my mind thinking who I would be playing, it, I actually, you forget what a good squad we've got. Yeah. Uh, you know, we should be we should be doing better than we are. I think I think this whole window has been disruptive for everyone at the club. Um, I think nobody knows what's what's happening. You know, it automatically as soon as you've almost got questions over the manager, you've got questions over which players are coming and going. If for whatever team, I don't care whatever team it is, it's going to be disruptive. You know, whether yeah. you're one of the bigger clubs or not. Um, you know, we're seeing Chelsea at the minute. I mean, you look at Chelsea's squad, they're not performing because mm. the pressure comes. <laughs> pressure comes with a bad result uh, and, and it can affect you. So I don't think we're in any difference. I think, as I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, you need the window to be shut and then you've got four to six weeks with an international break in the middle of that as well and then judges where we are. Yeah, yeah. Guys, it's been a long one tonight, um, but thank you so very, very much. Neil, uh, I know you've got to go. Um, thanks for coming on, mate. It was last minute. I will add your link in afterwards because hey, I wasn't, it, it wasn't planned, but do give a shout out to where everybody can find you. Yeah, you can just find us on Beyond the 90 on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook and things like that. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Brilliant. No, thanks for coming on. And Craig, as always, my wise old Al, thank you very much there. Yeah, I welcome. may or may not see you for the Brighton review, depending what's happening. Yeah, I'll let you know tomorrow. You know. Yeah. yeah, brilliant, mate. Thanks very much, guys. Take care. And yeah. uh, Craig, possibly Friday. Uh, yeah. Neil, do it soon, mate. Cheers, Neil. We'll see you again soon, mate. Who wins? Thanks very much. Yeah. So thanks to the guys there for coming on. Wow, uh, that has been a long one. Uh, that has been a very, very long one. Um, uh, if Craig is just holding on a minute, I just do want to have have a quick word with him. But if not, I can uh, message him. I'm only saying that because he's 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 still he's still in the back room. Um, look, we'll be back tomorrow at six thirty. I'm on Brad's channel. A matter of opinion, talking about what is wrong with football. Uh, he's only got me for half an hour. I don't know whether we'll to fit it in or not. Then at seven thirty, it's the build up to the kickoff. Join us for the live watch along at um, eight o'clock, but we will be going live at 7.30 uh, with all the build-up. Guys, if you've been listening, thank you so much on your favourite podcast platform uh, for lending me your ears. Uh, I'll let you have them back now. And if you've been watching on anything, 
thank you so much again please subscribe if you're on youtube if you're not get over onto youtube blessed like give us a subscribe and smash those likes as well guys i'll see you tomorrow take care stay safe good night now thanks for watching lester till i die this is chris saying goodbye and see you next time this week's episode has come to an end but the fun doesn't have to stop here if you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.